0: Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio today. My name is Kevin Pierce and I'll be your host. Youth ministry is a crucial part of the local church and just pouring yourself into the lives of youth can be really draining on the youth pastor. This is why it's really important that youth pastors are involved in some sort of networking group. We have with us today Zach Wyatt. He's from Chattanooga Youth Network. Zach is the director of Ministry Connections. Zach, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Glad to be here.
0: Well, Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, serving with the Chattanooga Youth Network for the last three and a half years. Uh, before that, um, I was in student ministry for about sixteen years, and all in the Chattanooga area. Grew up in Chattanooga. Love the area. Love Chattanooga. Love Tennessee. Uh, I've been married for about 16 years to my wife, April. Uh, she's a school teacher there in Chattanooga. Uh, we have two boys, uh, Noah and Eli. Noah's 14 uh, in the ninth grade. Uh, got his first cross country meet tonight. So, right. very excited about that. Yeah. And uh, we have a son, Eli, who's nine, who we adopted uh, from birth. And uh, he's uh, just a, just an incredible joy, and he's in the third grade. Great. So before you got involved
0: in the Youth Network, you, you were served in uh, uh, many capacities as youth pastors for a while, haven't you? I
1: have. I've, I've had the privilege of serving as a volunteer, serving in bivocational youth ministry, and serving in full-time youth ministry. And so uh, starting out when I was in college, um, I was able to serve in youth ministry. Starting out making $25 a month, Wow! you know, the big bucks right off the bat— yeah. Yeah. And uh, in, in youth ministry. And so um, loved youth ministry right off the bat when I was in college and served for about six years in that church in, in various levels. And then uh, God called me away uh, to another church uh, in the Chattanooga area and started out serving there uh, bivocationally and then uh, transitioned into full-time ministry at that church.
0: Well, tell me the, uh, your journey as you began, uh, you tra- made this transition from being a youth pastor into this uh, networking group. Uh, what what began that?
1: You know, I've always had a heart to serve with other youth pastors, uh, even when I was in student ministry, uh, whether it was cooperative events, doing uh, D-Now events or doing camp together, just gathering other youth pastors together to pray. I just realized I can't do this alone. Uh, I need other people in my life, and the Chattanooga Youth Network was actually an organization that it's, it's, we're actually celebrating 25 years this year. Wow. Uh, our executive director, Tony Souter, was a mentor of mine, yeah. and I leaned on him for ministry and for wisdom many times during my time in ministry, and so when... When I was reaching out to other youth groups and and everything a lot of that came because we would meet at area networks uh, that that Tony was organizing and so we would have monthly lunches or we would have uh, other gatherings or training events or other things that I would meet these youth pastors at these gatherings and and I just began to develop a heart for saying we need to be together and so a lot of that came from uh, just that heart that I think God had, had kind of birthed in me. So what's your passion for ministry? Uh, my passion is really is, is connecting. Is I, I, see, I see youth pastors who have a heart for students. They have a heart for God. But so often they're, they're ministering in isolation. Youth pastors, I think, have so many, and pastors too, but they have so many pressures on them. Uh, they have so many uh, external pressures that I would say come from, they have a different pressure that's coming from the student, that's coming from the parent, that's coming from the deacon. That's coming from the elder. That's coming from the parent. That's coming from the uh, the seventy five year old lady that's sitting in in the front pew. And they're all different kinds of pressures. Yeah. And then so many people expect them to be the professional to have everything figured out. And a lot of times it can be uh, kind of a, a boiler type pressure uh, mm-hmm. that everything's boiling up. That like who do I have to satisfy this week? And a lot of times what I've learned in working with youth pastors is they are expected to have everything figured out. They're expected to to be the professional. Hey, you went to college or you went to seminary. You have to have everything figured out. And in reality is they don't know everything yet. They, they're still figuring things out. And so my passion is how can I come alongside and connect with coach or care for that youth pastor who oftentimes they're just looking for an outlet. They're looking for a friend. Um, and they're looking for just a, just a place to vent or to, to a safe place. And so I love as is, is our, our tagline at the youth network is connecting coaching and caring and to be that place for that youth pastor right?
0: Do you feel like that you know there's uh, across the, the country and evangelical churches, there's a shortage of pastors and mm. and youth ministers and uh do you feel like that uh, may possibly the cause of that is uh of course i think probably burnout not mm-hmm. able to have make those network connections feeling isolated do you think those play in all that
1: absolutely i think um i think isolation definitely does play play a role in that there there are other factors i mean we could talk about um, sin. Uh, I mean, Satan is definitely deceptive and, mm-hmm. and it comes to steal, kill and destroy in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I think isolation does play a huge factor in that. I think it's easy for us to to get in our own corner and to just say and, and to be about our own kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love working mm-hmm. about youth pastors is I think they're less likely to, to be in that that place. I think mm-hmm. youth pastors say, you know what? They're more likely to say, I, I know what I don't know. Mm-hmm and i know i need one another and i love that about youth pastors is they're they're more likely to to realize that but but i do think isolation can play a factor in that
0: i remember in seminary they uh, told us that uh, within 10 years of a graduate uh, half of you will not no longer be mm-hmm. in the ministry yeah and, and that's sad, that's terrible. And I understand mm-hmm. the uh, challenges that they that we all face as ministers, but uh, you know be able to have something that is so important like a, a networking uh, among pastors, um, um, among youth ministers, around, among children's ministers, some way you can make a connection is really vital to just their spiritual growth and trying to balance those things. Do you think that balancing trying to balancing ministry and family is a struggle in their life too?
1: there's no doubt that uh, it it plays a huge factor uh for the for the youth pastor for the pastor i think there's a lot of pressures on uh, on the minister and on the youth pastor for what I call noses, nickels, and noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't come up with that phrase. I read it for in a book one time, uh, basically, you know, how many noses are in the seats, mm-hmm. how much money's in the budget, how much nickels in the budget, and how much hype are you creating? How much noise are you creating? And I think that's the pressure that a lot of ministers are facing today is basically, And so they're worried more about their strategic ministry. Um, how much, what are we doing for the strategic ministry? And so a lot of times When you're at staff meeting, those are the things that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of hype are we creating or what kind of um, uh, events are we creating to to generate more people? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times in staff meeting or a lot of times in the churches, the questions of, hey, how's your family doing? Hey, how's your marriage doing? Hey, what are you doing to serving your your family? A lot of times because of the pressures that ministers are facing, those questions don't get asked. Mm -hmm. And it's really a shame because that's our first and primary ministry. Sure. And so, as a youth network, I love to be able to come alongside them and say, "Hey, how is your family doing?" Or even the most important question: How's your personal walk with Jesus? Right. What, how much time have you spent with the Lord this week? Because it's so easy for our ministry to become our identity. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for that to, to mirror what what should be our, our primary identity, which is our identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've loved about the youth network is, is we, we call it our, our three-legged stool yeah. of personal walk with God, family life, and strategic ministry. Right. And um, it's so easy for those other things to be focused on instead of that.
0: Yeah. Well, since you interact with so many youth pastors uh, uh in, in your region and I know that you're pulling since you're in Chattanooga not only uh, churches in Chattanooga but into Georgia mm-hmm. and Alabama as well uh, and uh, I know that you had your uh, uh, Youth Ministers uh, Network conference uh, just recently and uh, so you had uh, over 200 people there uh, that were uh, youth pastors and uh, many with their wives too that yes. to, uh, work together from from Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, all those areas. So that's that's really kind of neat. But by seeing all that and interacting, do, do you see a, a specific trend that's happening in youth ministry right now?
1: Yeah, some specific trends. I see, um, one, a desire to less silos is one thing I would say. And, and use that term silos if you don't understand what I'm saying there is. I see a a desire for the entire church to connect together again. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was growing up in church in the 80s and in the 90s and then getting into student ministry, student ministry was often kind of its own thing. Mm -hmm. Student ministry was, uh, you know, let's build our student ministry off on the other side of the parking lot. We'll let student ministry do its own thing. And I think people are realizing now, you know what, we are one body. Mm -hmm. And whether it's children's ministry, student ministry, college, single adults, students, seniors, adults, we, we all need to come together. And so I'm seeing a big push. Uh, one buzzword you'll hear nowadays is intergenerational ministry mm-hmm. and the need for the body to come together. And so that's one of the things that's been really encouraging to me in in ministry. And one trend is is for uh, the church to say, hey, we need to rally around together. Yeah.
0: And you, you're speaking uh, in, in church in general, yeah, right? Absolutely. Not just youth Not ministry. Not just youth ministry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's
1: neat. That's been one encouraging thing for sure. Right.
0: So, what do you see that's uh, that's successful in youth ministry
1: in your youth ministry mm-hmm.
0: right now to, in impacting youth pastors across our state?
1: Um, more, uh, I would say, consistent, multiple, and intentional adult leaders involved in students' lives. Mm-hmm. Not everything's falling at the feet of uh, the youth pastor himself. Um, I, just seeing more of that—that's coming from more intentional uh, teaching, training being involved for those volunteer leaders. More of a desire to see youth leaders who who are passionate about pouring into to students' lives, realizing there needs to be relationship with with students, that it's not just, hey, come to this Sunday night program or Sunday school or Wednesday night program, but how can I be connected with a student, go to a ball game, go to a choir concert, or uh, just be involved and hang out with them, play play a game with them, or to see that that needs to be involved in their students' lives and seeing more of that. Another thing is the continuation and the desire for faithful Bible teaching, Mm -hmm. that that is... Uh, the churches I see where they're successful is they're saying, okay, it's not just about gimmicks and games, but we're going to continue to teach the word. And churches that are continuing to do that um, are the churches that are successful. And those students are being discipled and and discipled well. The last thing is churches that are partnering with parents. Parents can be difficult to work with at times. Uh, I was on a Facebook board the other day um, for youth pastors, and there was a, a very long thread with lots of comments. And it started off with, can I just say that my parents... Stink! I just said that. I mean, just <laughs> being honest, and and there was lots of thoughts and comments, and a lot of people kind of shared that same thought. Yeah. And and I and I, I've been there before. You know, when so many parents see youth ministry as third or fourth tier behind school mm-hmm. and and athletics and and family time, but we have to figure out a way. And the churches I know that are doing it well, they're most successful to partner with parents to say, you know, I'm on your team and i want to help you disciple your child well. So churches that are partnering with their parents and 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 realize and, and to being intentional there, those are the churches i think that are are being most successful and see them not as an enemy but as a friend.
0: You know, i was uh youth pastor many years ago before I got into camping ministry. And even during that time and even uh, not too long ago, uh, it was all about the bigger and better, trying to draw almost as if you were trying to lure people in because of the big things, uh, we're going to you know, we're going to go to Guatemala or, mm-hmm. or Hawaii for a trip you know, I'm just throwing them out there But That sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun but it's not like that much anymore. As I talk to other youth pastors the focus is what you're saying which is where it has needed to always be from the very beginning the focus is on discipling those kids and pouring yourself into them because they're in such desperate need of all the things that they're struggling with today and they need a person, somebody mm-hmm that will be there for him, right?
1: Absolutely. I I think it was Reggie Joyner that wrote a book called Think Small. There's nothing wrong with big events. Big events can be attractional. They can can bring in new students. They can – and nothing against events at all. Um, Our church does those uh, at times. But the Mm -hmm. the idea of thinking small, how do we focus in so that we don't lose those students, so that we focus in on making sure no students go through the cracks Mm – and that we pour in and develop those students and disciple them.
0: So what's the biggest struggle that youth pastors have to deal with it every day?
1: Kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier, I think their identity can come into play. We're thinking about their identity, thinking about how um, a youth pastor, when you're walking through, um, when you've been in ministry for a while, you think in ministry can be your identity. Mm. So I would say their personal walk with God is the most single most important thing. Mm. And I know I've I've been through this, and I struggle with this at times. But you're—it's spiritual warfare. Let not many of you become teachers, for you incur a stricter judgment. I think that you're not, you're under attack. I think that um, for spiritually your family is under attack. I mean, I could throw out a lot of things related to ministry, whether you're talking about curriculums, dealing with parents. But I think ultimately it's our personal walk with God, mm-hmm. and staying focused on Him, keeping our eyes on Jesus. I think is the number one issue for. All ministers. Right. And, and it's
0: easy to neglect that because you're, and you, and you, at times you probably say, Well, I've studied, I've spent such, and such time studying for my lesson to teach. Mm-hmm. And they sometimes take that as that's their time with God, which they can gain Absolutely. knowledge from it, but they need some personal time, don't they?
1: We have to be poured into. Um, we can't, <laughs> I mean, it's a cliche. I mean, we've we've all said it, we've all probably done it, but we can't. Pour out what we've not been poured into. We can't give uh, out what we've not been given. And so, if we're not being filled up, if we're not we're not spending time with the Lord, if we don't have His presence in us, what can we do for students? And uh, and the same thing for our own family. You know, I mean, we're, we're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and I've been there. Yeah. And so we need to do that. And I mean, I could talk about that for a while.
0: But. Yeah. So what is Youth Network doing to try to help this?
1: Our primary thing is we want to be known more for relationships than the events. You you mentioned earlier about we just had the Southeast Youth Leaders Conference, and it's a great, fun, big event where we provide training, but we want to be more known for our relationships. Our number one thing is every day I'm sitting across the table from a youth leader, whether it's breakfast or lunch, just to be a safe place, Mm -hmm. Um, just to say, hey, what's going on? Tell me about your personal walk with God. Tell me about your family life. Tell me what's going on in ministry. So that's, that's the number one thing is just one-on-one connecting, coaching, and then caring. So being a safe place. Another thing we do is we offer couples retreats. And so that's uh – for for youth ministers and their spouses and so we do that every spring and um, our hope is to have one actually here at that, that Carson Springs uh, yeah. Baptist Conference Center uh, in May and so that's for youth ministers and their spouses and that's a, a time for a youth minister and their spouse to just come and, and to get away also get connected and meet some other couples but also have some time alone yeah. in building relationships with one another and just just being away from ministry and spending time with uh, one another.
0: So how does participating, in, and it kind of leads us back to this, how does participating in a retreat or camp setting, how does that really impact
1: a person's life? I think it's, uh, one, as a youth pastor, it's a vital time for them individually because uh, a camp or a retreat is, is probably the best time for you, just going back to relationships, it's probably the best time for you to build relationships with not only your students but also your leaders. Mm-hmm. If you're new to your setting, you need those overnight times. You need those overnight opportunities to connect with students and with leaders. Uh, there's no better time to do that. And I'd also say it's just a great time to get people out of their comfort zone. It's a great time for you to get out of your comfort zone and to, be, and to spend time in the Word mm-hmm. and to spend time with other people. And so there's nothing like that time to get impacted first by God, from His Holy Spirit, uh, but also in with other people in those relationships.
0: Well, I think you and me were talking a little earlier about the importance of a, a, a youth pastor, pastor, minister that they need to get away. Mm. They need this this time uh just with them and their wife, or maybe just some time by themselves with God. But we neglect that. But that's that's critical in our ministry, is it not?
1: Absolutely. I there's something that I hear all the time is I just need some time away. And so uh we joke about it among youth pastors all the time, but Uh, they'll get back from uh, a camp with students and then people in their church will say, well, that was vacation, right? Yeah. They'll they'll joke around about that. But some churches actually view that unfortunately is, well, you just went to the beach with students. How was your vacation? Right. (laughs) Uh, So, but they do, they need that time away, especially just opportunity with their spouse or even with just their family, but, but creating rhythms in your own life to create Sabbaths in your own life where, where you're getting away, spending time with the Lord. That is so crucial.
0: Yeah. Well, Zach, uh, uh, share with us a little bit about if somebody wants to get uh, make a contact with you, uh, they might want you to coach them a little bit or just w- are interested in the uh, youth network conference or the marriage treat, how would they uh, find you?
1: Yeah, they can get in touch with me through our website, which is the youth the youth or they can email me at Zach, which is Z A C H at theyouthnetwork.org. Uh, contact me. Even if you're not in the Chattanooga or North Georgia area, um, I'd love to connect you with other organizations that may have a network in your area. And, um, and if there's not an, a network, just say, "Hey, I want to call another youth pastor that's down the street and just take them to lunch." Yeah. Just start there. That's just, just a simple thing. Or if you're not a youth pastor, you're a pastor. Same thing. Just say, "I want to. I just want to ha- take up uh, another youth pastor or pastor to lunch," and uh, and just start there.
0: Well, Zach, I appreciate your passion for youth pastors, and that you're so willing and have such a desire to pour yourself into them, and. And actually, I guess you could say word rescue them because mm. they need to be rescued sometimes, mm. you know, because they feel alone. But I really appreciate that uh, what you've shared with us about just how critical ministers need to find mm. friends that they can relate to and confide in in the ministry. I also like to thank our listeners today to our podcast. We love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Zach or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.